Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 18 of Sitting Courtside, like always. My name is Dante. It's your boy, Jerry D. We have a jam-packed episode today. We have some hot topics. We have some returns. We have some unexpected teams figuring things out right now that, you know, we have to definitely talk about. We have some teams that aren't looking too good right now on the other side of things that we definitely have to talk about. I think you know who we're talking about. We'll get to that later on. But Jerry, how are you doing today? Yeah, you doing good? You ready to talk some basketball? Oh yeah, man. Like, you know, I feel like I feel like after watching basketball, what was it, December nineteenth on Tuesday, I felt like I watched somebody just come back to the to the YMCA mm. <laughs> after he was just like, you know, gone for a little while. He came back in and he just he had a great game. It's like the he showed up and reminded people who he was. I think yeah. that's that's exactly what it did. And if you guys don't know, uh, we are talking about Mr. John Morant, who made his return to the Grizzlies last night after missing 25 games to start the season due to his suspension, uh, due to things that happened in the offseason, things that have happened. Um, but, ex- yep, yeah, I think you, you can get the hit there. John Morant is back, and he returns, dropping 34 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and hits the game winner for the Memphis Grizzlies, who were down for most of the game. I think at one point they were down 20-something, They didn't take the lead until, like, the middle of the fourth quarter or towards the end of the fourth quarter for the first time since, like, the first quarter. So Yeah, and I I wasn't watching the game live or anything, but I was seeing on Twitter, like, people like, oh, the Grizzlies were down. Um, you know, just kind of like talking shit about John Morant's back, but they're still sucking type of thing. And then they went on their run. They ended up winning the game. John Morant hits a a floater, hits a layup to win it. Um, after the game, I thought I I'm, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they were talking to John Morant and Desmond Bain after about you know talking about who's going to get the last shot, what the situation was going to look like. Yeah. And John Morant said to Desmond Bain, like, "Hey, what do we want to do? Do we want to get?" Jaron Jackson going, we want to get him on a post up because he has the mismatch. And Desmond Bain's like, no, like we're giving it to you. And then John Morant gave his perspective and he was like, yeah, Des was like, fuck no, like we're getting you the ball and stuff. So it was, it was pretty funny. It was great seeing John Morant back because I've said before, I've said in the past, um, the NBA is a better place when John Morant is playing. Um, Obviously, you know, like on the court, there's not many players that are, you know, to the level that he is where it's like when he's playing, you have to watch. Like, what is he going to do this game? What highlight is he going to fall off? Who's he going to dunk over, right? Um, And him not being, you know, around the last 25 games, I think has, you know, you've you've missed his presence. You could tell that something wasn't there, and it was John Morant. Um, Oh, yeah. The Grizzlies have been struggling too, so obviously they've missed him. But I want to hear your thoughts on John Morant's return and and just kind of what you think – uh, this means for the Grizzlies moving forward. Obviously, want to know with them back. Is it going to keep up? You know how how is things looking for them? Yeah, I think overall, like you mentioned, just you know that's somebody you have to stop and stare at. I mean, the guy is box office. When I think about mm-hmm. the upper echelon players in the league that you would go out your way to watch, like in person on TV, however you take your NBA basketball, that's the guy that you walk into turnstiles to actually come see who. Along with the Steph, a LeBron, a Kyrie, or you name it, guys with that that type of status. Like John Morant is obviously the guy that's up next, if not right now, along yep. with an Anthony Edwards or a Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, 
you name all the good young players in this league, his name should be towards the top of that list. Secondly, kind of like how I opened it up, though, I really did feel like we saw somebody that we haven't seen at the YMCA for months. <laughs> yeah. Just walk back into the gym and say, I'm still the best player on the floor. Uh-huh. Y'all, right? y'all forgot about me? Y'all forget Ex- about me? Exactly. Yeah. Despite, yeah. I know Zion was a little under the weather yesterday, but he only had 13 points here on the court, so I have to include you. Oh, under Brandon the weather, Ingram. a little overweight, too. <laughs> <laughs> under the weather and a sorry, little sorry, overweight. Sorry, we that, talk, we got off our chest. We got off our chest last week. Oh, that, that was a low blow. Check out our last video. Why is Zion's problem for the Pelicans? Oof, Keep going. What a plug in! What a plug in! No, what a plug. They yeah, sneak, sneak it in the there. Right even now. even with flu like symptoms, I'm still bringing I'm still bringing the heat. Still bringing the zinger. Easy. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get All right. It. Anyway, I go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it was warranted. Under the weather. Under the weather. Under the. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He's still. Still, that should have been a field where Zion and Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, feel like everybody should have outshined Ja or at least try to put him in a box sure. where we're not going to let this guy beat us because we know what he's capable of. And if they didn't, I hope they do now. But in general, though, I mean, Ja looked great, man. Like, sure, like I heard Taylor Jenkins say before the game all through the broadcast that he's mostly like a two-stint player, meaning he gets a short break and then he's back in for like a long stretch of the game before he gets out again. It was like a three or four stint player because you know his wind is not there right now. And you can mm-hmm. see it on the jump shots, all the threes he took. I think he went over, didn't hit a single three last night. Yeah. Everything looked a little he's never been the, he's never been the strongest three point shooter anyways. No, but definitely yeah. definitely like a rhythm three point shooter though. Definitely. It looked if, like yeah, he if he's rolling. if he's feeling it, he'll let him fly. Definitely. Just watching it, it was like, yeah, you're a little flat you're a little flatter than usual from there right now. So that's just mm-hmm. gonna take some time getting his legs back, but I mean, just talk about everything else. Finishing around the rim is still elite. Penetrating is still elite. Getting offensive rebounds, like he's still really good at that for his size. So I'm expecting the Grizzlies to still finish somewhere like in the middle of the pack and not necessarily like towards the playing seeds, but yep. I don't know. Like best case scenario, maybe they slide into a 10 seed, but they have to win like definitely a lot more games than they lose clearly. But I'm thinking like yeah. – if there's he missed 25 games, if there's another 60 plus or 60 something games to go, they have to win like 40 of those games for them to actually like have a shot to yeah. to make it and be somewhere solidified in. Like you said, they're one to know. They're starting off hot, but mm-hmm. I still would they, bet against this team to make it to the postseason. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're they're seven and nineteen right now. They're tied for the 14th seed in the Western Conference. They have a lot of ground to to cover here. Um, and they are, they are six and a half games back of the Suns for the 10th seed. So they do have a lot of work. At the same time, we're only 26 games into the season. We still have 50, 50 I think that means there's 56 games left. Sorry, I'm, math was never math. My, my expert. 50, no, 50. Wait, thank I you. Think right. No, 56. 56, you're right. You're right. I'm yeah. right. Okay. I'm like, right. I was like, that took a lot just to come up with that. And if I got it wrong, you're throwing <laughs> me off. Anyways. They still have plenty of time. And we talked about this last week. I talked about the graphic of ESPN saying they have a 0.4% chance of making the playoffs. I think that's bogus. I said that last week, and I still believe it. I think any team can go on a run. The Phoenix Suns could lose the next 10 games, and the Grizzlies could win the next 10 games. What happens there? They probably will swap places. That could happen. Will it happen? I'm not saying it is, but you never know in the NBA. Shit like that could happen. There's schedule coming up. You know, they don't 
they don't have the easiest schedule in the world, but they are playing teams like, you know, they have Indiana coming up next and they have Atlanta. They play New Orleans again. They're going to have challenges with Denver, LA. They're having this mix of games where like they're playing really good teams, but also teams that they can kind of, you know, get going again. And I think, you know, as the season plays out and they get more comfortable, John Morant gets, you know, keeps getting going. He just keeps getting better and better as the season goes on. Who says that this team doesn't sneak into the playoffs? Like you said, they're going to have to do a lot. They're going to have to win a whole lot more games and lose. But I do. Exactly. And I do think that is possible. Marcus Smart is coming back this week as well. They said either they play Thursday and Saturday. And they said it's going to be one of those two games. Um, And he's been out for a month. You know, that could him and John Morant together on the floor together. Who knows how that duo is? I'm not saying they're going to be the best duo in the league, but they could together. They can make some noise in Memphis. They can turn things around. Um, And I'm excited to see how the season plays on for them. They're, they are a league pass team for sure. They're one of those teams that I will watch when they are, are on, especially now job back. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out for them. I, I think it can go either way. I can see it kind of just this be, this year being a wash just because you lost so much time with jaw or you, you build off of this and you still end up, you know, turn it, you turn shit into, into something to work with. You know what I mean? The, the yeah. season was a complete waste. You know, before, before we like transition to something else here, the one question I want to ask for you is like, obviously he took mm-hmm. off these 25 games. Hell, if you want to go back to last season where he basically wasn't playing up until right. like the mm-hmm. postseason <clears throat> where he came back in and played a little bit against the Lakers in that playoff series. And he got but, hurt and he got hurt again. Exactly. So mm-hmm. he missed a lot of time on the court, obviously. And then yeah. we know what happened off of it. Do you think that – do you see do you see him just – staying out of trouble for the rest of the year, do you really think that time off, he used it for the right reasons? Because obviously, John Moran didn't break any any actual laws, like right. within society. It's like the NBA bylaws is what he broke, like the IG right. mess with the strip club, obviously waving around a gun a couple times, mm-hmm. the the red mm-hmm. dot issue with the Pacers last year. Like, yeah. obviously, yeah. NBA yeah. bylaws. I forgot. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. It's a long, it's a long yeah. rap beat of what Ja did that, that's why that's what landed him the 25 games. But my question, I, how do you just think, do you think he took a step forward as a man, not even as a basketball player? Just do you think he's grown off the floor? Because that's what, the, what we're the most worried about here. I hope so. Um, obviously, I don't know him personally. I don't know, yeah. you know, what his inner circle is like or anything like that. What you could hope is that this young man, uh, you know, took – you know, took these the punishments handed down by the NBA, and he used this time to reflect and understand how um, how quickly things can get taken away from you, um, whether it's through injury, off the court issue, whatever it may be. Things can happen in the blink of an eye, um, and because of his actions, he missed out on making hundreds of millions of more dollars off of contract because he didn't play enough games, all this and that, whatever. I can only hope because I, I pride myself in years ago when he was drafted, I was telling everyone, I said, give it a few years. This guy is going to be a top three, top five guard in the league. I am telling you, this kid is going to be, I, I, the, I always say he's like the second coming of Derrick Rose. He's having, he's basically what Derrick Rose was going to be if he didn't get hurt. Right. Um, he has a special, he, he's a special player and he has so much potential and it would kill me. It would really, really suck seeing someone like that um, who has such a 
such a huge opportunity to, you know, also, you know, be the face of a younger generation, just kind of like, you know, being the role model for these younger kids, you know, that's not something you want to take advantage of and you want to take lightly. So, you know, he's still young. He made some mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. That's life. Um, you can only hope that he took this time and kind of understood um, why all this stuff happened and that he only grows from it. I would like to think that he did grow from it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, that's for him to, to show us. He can, he can say all these things. He can whatever. But it's about how things play out. And I, I believe that he has, that he can become a better person. He has become a better person and all this stuff hopefully will be in his past. Yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm right there with you. I just, I just really want to shed light on this because I mean, not even just as a, as an NBA fan, but just as another man, man to man situation. Mm-hmm. Like we want to see you do great. We want to see you compete for NBA titles, MVPs, all-star bids, hella dunk contests. If you feel like it, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But hope so. there's just a lot, a lot that goes on in the outside world. I could only imagine as an NBA player or a professional athlete in general, where they don't know how to navigate situations and they fall into, into bullshit like this, where mm-hmm. you are getting in trouble off the court for pretty petty reasons for things that you know, that really shouldn't be happening, but somehow you fail to dodge the the bad juju or the bad mischief that's just happening happening around you whether it's your fault or not so mm-hmm. i really just wanted to shed light on it because i mean come on man like you're making millions of dollars to play a kid's game and a lot of people really like you kids grown-ass men like us <laughs> nba analysts uh, uh-huh. your coaches your teammates your counterparts as players that are playing against you every single night people want to see you on the floor competing at the highest level so dude from Jerry to John Morant, please <laughs> just do better. Please, I hope you did learn from this shit mm-hmm. and that you're going to be an even better player and a better man because of it. Stay out of trouble. Like, man, please, follow the LeBron path, man. The LeBron path. I was, dude, I was just thinking that. I was in my, while you were, you know, giving your, your two cents, I was thinking, man, I wish more players would follow the LeBron route because he did. I, just not even in basketball, just any athlete should just model themselves after LeBron and how he handled himself because he did it better than anyone. Better you never heard anyone. of LeBron in any scandal. You never heard That's of it. any of his teammates like hating him or anything like that. It's just. Yep. Is it? Come on, man. That's so hoping the best for John Moran after one game. It looks like, uh, you know, things are looking better for the Grizzlies. We'll see how things pan out. Now let's talk about another team in the Western Conference, Jerry, who has, who we have been critical of in the past, but over the last 10 games, they have been on a roll. And I am talking about Jerry, the one, the only, your favorite NBA team, the Los Angeles Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers are 9-1 over their last 10 games. And in those 10 games, my boy, my all-time favorite player, James Harden, Yes, sir. James, see, I throw you under the bus. I can. I'll throw it. Listen, I can take all. I got. I. I took it right. Out. I knew you were going to do that to me, so I beat you to it. His last ten games, John. Uh, John Morant, James Harden averaged twenty and a half points, a little over nine assists, a little bit over a steal and a half, and shooting fifty-two percent from the field, fifty-one percent from three, and ninety percent from the free throw line. Um, 
they're figuring it out, Jerry. Um, they definitely are figuring it out. Um, obviously, we have you know given our two cents about them in the past and how we feel you know this group will be together and all that stuff. And yep. they had a rocky start. They did, uh, you know, as expected. It can be when you put three, four bona fide superstars on the same team that you know some have some place play styles and get the ball in their hands. It's going to be rough at first, um, but. It seems that they have grown uh, to understand how their play style should mesh, and and it seems like they're they're just. I think where are they right now? They are the sixth seed in the Western yep. Conference, so they're climbing up the standings. They're only a game and a half back of the two seed. What do you what do you think, Jerry? Do you, do you think this is this is what we're going to see from them the rest of the year, or is this just yeah. like a little bit of a a little bit of a run? Yeah, no. Nah, this this is the start of a run. Like I think. The both of us already said initially going into this this trade that it was unnecessary. And this this isn't yes. something they had to do. And I, we both agreed to that. But what I remember saying is that it's four Hall of Fame caliber players. Somebody's going to take a sacrifice, which Russell Westbrook did by deciding right. to go, electing to go to the bench on his own power. Mm-hmm. And now the offense looks a lot better. I think they're top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiency ratings because you have James Harden. And no matter how you feel about it, especially you with your favorite player, how much you've <laughs> loved him throughout his NBA career. Oh, yeah. But the one fan. thing that you can't refute is that he does make offenses better. Like, mm-hmm. no matter where he goes, it, like you've seen it once he actually came alive in OKC. He goes to Houston. He goes to Brooklyn. He goes to Philly. There is an uptick in numbers across the board. And Personally, the performance of their of his teammates, it does improve. Kawhi and PG are not only available. I think they played in 26, 26 games for Kawhi. PG played in like 25 of them. Like, they're not only playing in pretty much every game so far. Yeah, this season. Ka- Kawhi hasn't missed a game yet. I don't think no. he has. Has he? No. No, and that's been his biggest yet. knock as a Clipper, especially throughout mm-hmm. his career. But as a Clipper, he hasn't played in like 50% of his games or 40% of his games or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... They're healthy. James Harden, it seems like the piece that now it looks like they needed, even though we both think they would have been fine with Russ. I think we could both say that James Harden does more for an offense than what Russell Westbrook does. Russ puts a ton of pressure on on the basket. He can crash the glass as an offensive rebounder. He's their best playmaker. But James Harden can do all those things, but he stretches the floor more. Right. Russ I was gonna say he his his offensive game makes it a little bit different because of his ability to shoot a little bit. Exactly. And, and listen, that I think you can call it what it is. Maybe it's just the James Harden system. You know, wherever he goes, the offense follows. I mean, the last five games, I'm looking at their stats now, where they're five and zero. Harden's averaging almost twenty two and ten, and the shooting splits are similar to what I just read. Mm-hmm. Kawhi is averaging over thirty one a game. Yeah. Over five rebounds, 66, 54, 94 shooting. And Paul George is averaging 20 points, two and a half steals, 50, 40, 90. They're all shooting 50, 40, at least 50, 40, 90. Um, that's what you get out of those type of guys. Right, right. I don't have Westbrook stats pulled up right now, but, you know, obviously whatever he's doing off the bench, it seems, you know, that sacrifice he made was yeah. important. It, Westbrook was good for that team and stuff, but I think when you sw- in the starting lineup you swap out Westbrook for Harden, these are the results you kind of expect to get. Um, you know, obviously I say my things about Harden and all that stuff, but when it comes down to the shooting part of it, um, you know, you said 
uh, Westbrook's the best playmaker on that team. You could you could argue that it's also Harden, right? So yeah, it's no. like you guys can you know you can just swap them out. Um, and it's then hard. you know defense, you can say whatever you want about defense. I think obviously Westbrook's a better defender than Harden, but sure. I think for what it is, um, because you already have Paul George and Kawhi in that lineup, you can sacrifice and take a dip in defense with Harden and kind of substitute it with the offensive side of things. And, yeah. hey, I mean, I, I think that they figured it out. I don't think this is just like a blip. I don't think this is just like, oh, they're going to go on their 9-1 run midway through yeah. the season, and then they're going to like kind of next five, next 10 games, they're 5-5, five five, you know, whatever. I think this is the start of um, how good the Clippers can be. Um, I think that they still do have, you know, it's a long season. They're going to get better. And they're going to figure more things out about playing with each other. But I think this is the start of what could be a potential finals contending team. Yeah, like, you know, my my only issue with, with the Clippers is that you see a hype and we're putting a lot of respect on their name. We're giving them their flowers right now. Mm-hmm. I think th- at the time of this recording, they're like 8-0 in December. They haven't lost a game in December, which is amazing. They're They're balling. Like, all their Hall of Famers are playing at the Hall of Fame level that we know they're all capable of. But... Just like we've seen in the last four years, just like how I feel about the Dallas Cowboys sometimes, what can go wrong will go wrong. And if injuries are Mm -hmm. still a problem right now, I'm not going to bank on these guys being healthy come postseason time. Right. They showed me time and time again, every time I put stock into this other team in Los Angeles, that they could get over the hump and get to the NBA Finals. That's exactly how I feel right now. But I just said, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, dear. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to do this to yourself again. (laughs) Another for the fourth straight year. No, I'm I'm, I'm still not gonna put any stock into this team. Like actually, yeah. Getting until I, I see them healthy and able. I'm with you. I'm. It's it's a. I gotta see it to believe it type of thing. Yes. Kawhi like, hasn't missed a game this season. That's great. Is he using up all of his you know playing cards early on? He might want to save a few for the end of the year because it's great that he's healthy now. But if he's not healthy at the end of the year, the postseason. Why? What does it matter if he's healthy now? Exactly. And Harden, listen, I don't want to be the guy to say it, but Harden's gotten traded from every team he's been on. Something has happened one way or another. Something could – I'm just saying, I'm just saying. He's like the Grim Reaper when he's knocking on doors and he's at the Clippers' door right now. I'm not saying that someone's going to uh, answer the door, but we've seen it in the past. Who says it doesn't happen again? Not saying it will, but it, – It feels – It feels. I feel like – not to jump to Harden's defense here, but we could kind of give Harden a scapegoat. We can give him the benefit for some situations. Yes. We definitely can. We definitely can. I'm making it sound like it's a more worse it's, than what it is. Yeah, no, but I got he you. does have a history. He has oh, a history. Absolutely. That's, that's undeniable. There's, it mm-hmm. takes two to tango, and he, he definitely took part in that dance yeah. with, mm-hmm. with each of the oh, teams. He was, oh, he was tap dancing, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was dancing. He had happy feet. All I'm going to say is the Clippers are definitely a bona fide title threat as of mm-hmm. right now at this point. Just like when the trade went down, I figured they'd struggle. I figured they'd have to take time because, you know, you know the saying, there's only one basketball. So you mm-hmm. have to figure out how to, like, spread the wealth, share the sugar a little bit. They did that. I'm not surprised that they look like one of the better teams in the league right now. Just come postseason time, man. I just Kawhi, Kawhi might have in double A batteries right now. By the time the yeah. postseason rolls around, you need to put in the nine volts instead of the triple A. Someone needs some. No, someone needs to find a battery charger. Make sure those things are charged up. They need to do something. On. 
Need yeah, to they need to have some, some spares. But step into 2024 with confidence thanks to Manscaped, where resolutions are met and hairs are neatly kept. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? Introducing Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, the ultimate all-inclusive kit designed to help you feel clean-cut and confident as you should. Featuring the powerhouse lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this next-gen trimmer ensures precision and ease when tackling your toughest hairs. So kick off 2024 with a trim above the rest and use code SITTING at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. What's up, Dante? What was your highlight of 2023? Jerry, my highlight of 2023 was starting up this podcast, sitting courtside with you. I would say that's a pretty damn good one. But for the new year, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Jerry, my New Year's resolution and what I think most people's New Year's resolution should be is to try and get Charles Barkley on a treadmill for once. Hey, man, I think that's a good one. You know, stay off the churros and off the glazed donuts and maybe we got something there. The Performance Package 5.0 Ultra is here. And let me tell you, it's got some futuristic tendencies. Included in this bundle is the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose trimmer, and the essential aftercare products like the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserve Anti Chafing Ball Deodorant, and two free gifts. New Year, new you, and definitely a new trimmer. Manscaped's got your grooming resolutions covered. Get 20% off and free shipping using code sitting at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code sitting. Happy new year to your balls. Back to the video. Let's go. Let's move on from one championship contending team to another. Um, the Detroit Pistons have lost 24 what? straight games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was waiting. I was looking. I was like, he's not giving me the reaction. I was like, there it is. All right. 24 straight losses, Jerry. The Detroit Pistons, they are two away from tying the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, from 2011, I believe. 2010-2011 for the longest losing streak in NBA history. Um, I thought it was the Sixers. It was the Cavs. Uh, let me double check. When I looked it up, maybe it's a tie. Maybe there's a few teams. Uh, longest. I NBA think the Sixers have uh, the 26. Okay, no, it's tied. Yeah, so this. Oh, okay. So this is what it is. So the the longest losing streak within a single season is the Cavs of 26, and the Sixers have the longest losing streak um, that carried over. So they have the Sixers technically lost 28 straight games, but it carried over from the 14, 15 season to 15, 16 mm. season. Not great. So the Pistons are two games away from tying, uh, tying the record for the most consecutive losses in a single season. And then they are four games away from tying the record for most consecutive games lost in general. The battle of the ass. We have, because of this, Jerry, because of this, we have we have wa- old, washed-up Hall of Famers like Paul Pierce, who, listen, Celtic legend, I love him. But he says some crazy, outlandish shit, all right? I, it's hard to defend him sometimes. He came out and he said if he was playing on Detroit or San Antonio, he can get you a 20-piece nugget, thinking that he can drop 20 points a game on either of those teams. Let's, let's get in the, the time machine. Jerry, all right, let's hop into the time machine. Let's go back seven years ago, okay? 
Paul Pierce last season in the NBA, Los Angeles Clippers. Retirement, like retirement tour, right? He was getting his retirement tour. The the season high he had that season was 10 points. That was seven years ago. So you're telling me seven years later, this Paul Pierce, who got fired from ESPN, (laughs) being on Instagram Live with strippers in his house, is going to drop 20 a game? We're talking about the same guy that admittedly pooped his pants during the finals and then tried to go back on and said, no, 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 I was just kidding, brother. You said you pooped yourself. You, you did. This is bad. This is bad, Jerry. <laughs> this is really bad. This, like, it's just, it's terrible. And I, like, it's gotten so bad that I don't have the exact quote in front of me. I don't know if you saw this, but they were talking to Monty Williams, the head coach of the Pistons, about it and stuff and, like, the challenges or whatever. He said it's the toughest challenge of his career. Of it. Somewhere in that quote, he also brought up the fact that he's lost, you know, family members and like his wife died in a car accident or something. Other family members to cancer. But yeah, it's terrible. But it's like he we've gotten to this point, man, where like these things are getting brought up in interviews and questions about how bad the team is doing. This just isn't it's bad, Jerry. I I don't really have much else to say. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it's, every day. It's just getting worse. The only thing I could say, well, I got a couple things. Paul Pierce just needs to stay as far, as far away from an <laughs> NBA basketball court and him actually physically being on it during an NBA game against NBA competition. He's at hear. like every Celtics practice, bro. He's near an NBA court every day. I don't he's, need him. He's always more. getting shots up. He probably shot like 10 straight threes the other day at Celtics facility. He was like, oh, I can still play. Look, shout out to Double P, man. I'm <laughs> going to give you about six points on an yeah. NBA floor t- today. Yeah. And that's me. That's honestly generous. generous. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's two threes you're asking of him. And maybe he's still got the range. I don't trust maybe. his conditioning. Yeah. I feel like, you know. Mm. Oh, Paul he's definitely naturally... not stayed in shape since he left. No way. Now, like, no I way. see him all the time on Area 21 with KG, and mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you're, you're big. Like, you're naturally, <laughs> yeah. you're naturally like a bigger guy. In He'll be able society. to finish better now. He'll be able to, to, to handle going into the paint more. He's not going anywhere because he can't, he can't get past them. Like, there's no way. <laughs> He'll be deep like, no. breathing out of breath by the time he's jogging up half court. Anyways. One dribble move. And he's done. One dribble move. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. But for the for the Pistons, though, in all seriousness, man, it's it doesn't get any more embarrassing than this, man. Like, I just want to say that the Charlotte Hornets were projected to be the worst team in the league this year, especially at this point in time. And we have you're like, looking good now. You're we have five like more. You're out of the cl- yeah, you're. Oh well, I I still think you're you're in the clear. I, I don't I don't know. I don't think I mean, they're gonna catch up. I don't know, man. Like, the fact that everybody kind of shat on a team like Charlotte because of the Miles Bridges situation, him not coming back mm-hmm. for until 10 games, and obviously we didn't know LaMelo was going to get hurt, but people were worried about his his maturation and his the process of how he ages. Is this game going to translate? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And he was putting up all-star type of numbers before he got hurt. So it's like I need I need the analysts, the, the Sam Lowe's, Zach Lowe, sorry, and – the Woges and whoever else kind of shat on a team like Charlotte to be the worst. Did anybody look at Detroit and say the same things? No, because they have Cade yeah. Cunningham coming back from injury, mm-hmm. yeah. who's the, the rookie of the year. 
plays really Just well. Just signed Monty got, Williams to the, yeah, the richest contract. NBA Finals kind of capable mm-hmm. coach that took a team to the finals. Jalen Duran is supposed to be really good. Isaiah Stewart's another good piece. Uh, Sir Thompson is a great story. You know I love Bogdanovich him. can give you 20 a game. Yes, I don't think he's played yet. He's he's going to be no, yeah, I, I think no, he I think he has. That's the sad part. Oh wow! Well, yeah, he, you think he you think he would help a little bit, but mm-mm. no, it's it's no. it's basically that's. I feel like for the last decade or so, we looked at Sacramento as basketball hell because they had the longest playoff drought and nothing Ooh, was going on over there. Detroit, Detroit ain't uh, not the getting motor, a good rep right now. The Motor mm-hmm. City. I think is is what basketball hell is today. I think of undesirable destinations that free agents don't want to go to. That if I'm a player, the motor, I get, they call it Motor City. People get in their motor vehicles and drive drive right out there. of there, drive right through it, right yeah, no. through it. Mm-hmm. I think of I think of if I'm traded there as a player, I am depressed. I am not happy because I know for the rest of the season we're not going to do a lot of winning. I am better off just collecting my check here. And bouncing back home, going to the crib, doing nothing. I don't know. Even like, even like six years ago, when Blake Griffin got traded from LA to Detroit, oh my God, I would have been, I would have been in hysterics. I would have been so upset. And you know what? They were they were better back then. They were they were they weren't that bad back yeah. then. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just lighting like the the move, like going to Detroit. Like you're going from LA to Detroit. Like well, that's it's night it's and definitely day. it's definitely a drop off. Just. Mm-hmm. In general, what what we're seeing right now is just the equivalent of to like some of the worst teams that I could think about since we've been old enough to comprehend what yeah. exactly winning and losing means. And like mm-hmm. we witnessed the Charlotte a Charlotte Bobcats team win seven games. We saw the Philadelphia 76ers during their process of trying to get Joel Embiid and other star players through the draft look like pure ass out there on an NBA floor every night with Nerlens Noel and Jaleel Okafor. That was bad uh-huh. to watch. The Sacramento Kings, yeah. the middle of the 2010s outside of Boogie, even with Boogie, they were still a yeah, really bad so team. Forgettable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's that's how bad it's gotten now to where we look at Detroit and say they have really good young talent. They have good young pieces. Wow. But at the same time, on the court, what the fuck is happening? They, 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 they don't look like uh, – yeah, it's like some – because you list it like Cade, Jay and Ivy, Jalen, Isaiah Stewart, Bogdanovich, um, um, I'm probably uh, a Thompson, a Sear Thompson, who's you know having a respectable rookie year for what it is, and a good head coach, right? You'd think that you know obviously this isn't a team that is going to make any noise in the Eastern Conference. Everyone knew that going into the season. I expect but an improvement. It's something. So you expected so their their win percentage right now is 0.74. That's it's not good. That's really bad. Um, and you know, you know, let's look at their schedule. Let's see. Let's let's play a game. Let's try to predict when they will get their <laughs> next win. How about that? Okay. So they play. Oh my god! Whoever wins this, we got to pay for the others lunch or something like that we got here we have utah uh, brooklyn twice the celtics toronto l L. houston utah again 
Get into demolished. Do you want me to even list the name? Do you want me to even list the teams, or is it just going to keep being lost? Because January 10th, they play San Antonio. Ah! We got something. We got something here. And then then you got Houston the next game, and then Washington the game after that. So on the 10th and the 15th of January, we're circling those days on our calendar because – it's, it's if you can't win those games, then like I don't, then they're not winning the rest of the year. Let's they're only going to win a game if the other teams starting five all tear their ACLs pregame warm up, or <laughs> they decide to bench everyone. It's like end of the season, like the teams a one seed clinched everything, and they're like, you know what, the Celtics, we're going to put out uh, Banton, we're going to start Luke Cornett. Luke Cornett might might put up numbers against. Anyways, let's, anyways, uh, let me, it might be a while play. before they get a win. <laughs> Let's play an even better game. Let's play a maybe an even more, like, if they don't do this, that I'm going to buy a Pistons t-shirt. Like, oh boy. let's, this is let's like set a line right football. now. This is like fantasy football. You made me put up the posters behind me. Yes. Remember that? For, for, yeah. for the, for the for NBA months. postseason. Once the NBA yeah. postseason rolls around, over or under, nine and a half wins for the Detroit Pistons. Because there's no I mean, way. They can't win eight more games. They have two wins right now, correct? Yes. There's no way that they do not win at least eight games. It's, it's December 20th at the time of this recording. You mean to tell me by April 11th or April 13th, whenever this season ends, they don't have two wins. I am concerned. And if they don't have under 10 wins, I'm wearing a Piston shirt. For our so I just look. I just looked through the rest of their schedule, and I hate I threw the Hornets in this too. They play Washington, San Antonio, and Charlotte seven more times this year. Even if they win all those games, that's still less. That's only nine, and they're not going to win all those games, right? So I don't know who do they beat. Whoever they beat should be a shit. Charlotte and Chicago, and Chicago was fucking. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah, um, I'm going to go under. God, I really? a, no, I think this is a record-breaking year. I think they will break the record for, like, lowest win percentage. That's insane. I, I don't – well, what, okay, so let's be realistic, okay? They're probably going to trade Bogdanovich at some point this Absolutely. year, right? Yeah. Okay, so – and he's averaging 20 a game. Get him out of there. I can't imagine if there was, like, Cade Cunningham – had a little bit of an ankle sprain, they're going to be like, take off, take off the next two weeks, take off the next month or something. They're going to be so like cautious with the rest of, they have no, there's no hope. So it's like, if even if the little things happen, they're going to wrap their guys in bubble wrap and just hope the best for next season. Um, there's no way, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They might fire Monty Williams, which would be insane, which would be, would suck. But like, that's definitely a pot that's on the table. I don't even think. It's I don't know if you give me a reason to believe that they'll win over nine games. Like, please, like, enlighten me. But like, there is nothing. There is nothing to even like. There's nothing to hold on. There's no faith. There's nothing to hold on to. There. <laughs> I just don't see it. I'm not a Detroit fan. I'm like being passionate about. It. I'm not even a Detroit fan. Like, if I was a Detroit fan right now, I would. How much to tip? How much? You can go to a Pistons game, bro. You can go to a Pistons game for like eight bucks. Four dollars. Four dollars. I mean, come on. Look, it's not man. even bad for the team. It's bad. It's just bad business, man. It's just bad I, business. I, I'm just. I'm just gonna say this. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna say this, man. 
Yeah, I but you, you talk. I'm done. I'm done talking. I just refuse. I'll take the last two minutes here to say mm-hmm. <laughs> I refuse <laughs> to believe that this NBA team will not hit at least 11 wins. 11 wins I is all I'm asking. I believe it. Nine W from the, the end of December that we're basically at right now mm-hmm. until mid-April. For them to to get their legs right after the All Star break, you know, maybe they do trade Bogdanovich. Maybe it's addition by subtracting. I don't. I don't maybe know. they maybe they buy. Maybe they bring all these guys and build yeah, a man. team. <laughs> they get some. They get some hard hitting veteran. They figure it out and shit, man. They win ten games. That's them winning an NBA championship for their organization, the first one since two thousand and four. I don't know this. There's no way that they could be this bad. For this long. Now, now, am I expecting them to, like, you know, go on a crazy, ridiculous run and win all nine of these games straight? No. I think it's going to happen, like, you win one, loss, loss, loss. You win one, maybe ten more losses. You win it, like, I think it's going to come gradually. But, again, that the first week of the playoffs, if they were, if they do not win ten games, I'm buying a piston shirt and I'll rock it for the podcast episode that day. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that wager i'm not so with your logic you're telling me that they have to win on average two games a month that's yeah, a lot to ask for i mean yeah but there's that's a lot a of lot. NBA games. Dude, oh, dude, two games i, I know games. i just looked through their schedule i know there's a lot of nba hey games. you know what like, you know what's gonna happen i have faith i have faith that a good a really good team that plays all their guys looks at the pistons and and circles it on the on the list on the schedule, right? Like, huh, this is a, this is a night I can kind of coast. I know I can kind of be lacking days mm, over here. Play you know, down the competition a little bit. Yeah, man. You know, like the Celtic, the Boston Celtics away, Jerry. When do they oh, play yeah. the Celtics? I can tell you right now that that's they play them in. So it'll be 25, 26 twenty six on the night that they could tie the record for most consecutive losses ever. They could beat the Celtics. That's that's perfect. That's a that's, that's, the one, baby. that's a story. That's something you read to your kids at night before they go to bed. That's, that's gonna all right. So okay, maybe they will. They'll definitely beat the Celtics. That'll Come definitely on, Detroit. Happen. Hey, I'm telling you, man. Dude, people, why people are Celtics? Dude, the tickets are 120 bucks for TD Garden. Yeah, okay, buddy. I'm not paying that much money to see the Pistons come to buy. Uh, you, you bet your sweet bip you are when Kane <laughs> in there and it goes crazy on them. I'm waiting for it now. Drop, drops a fifty, drops a fifty bomb on uh on the parquet. Yeah, maybe it could happen. But hey, yeah, on, on the number but, one right. defense in the league, storybook. Sign <laughs> me up. Sign me up. Picture perfect. Yeah, you can't write a story better than this. All right, so just wrapping it up. I'm going under nine and a half game, nine and a half wins. You're going over, correct, over, baby? Give me ten. Okay, and we'll. We're, I, this will definitely be the clip that we're going to clip this off for YouTube. We'll we'll come back to this in a few months, and we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see. Hey, if happens. I'm rocking the red and blue, y'all know why, baby. Y'all know. <laughs> if the episode starts, I'm wearing red and blue. You know who is right and who is wrong. All right, last topic. Uh, and this is kind of just like not as big of a topic as the other ones, but Jerry, your real favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers, they finally rose their in-season tournament banner right next, right next to the championship banner is that so they worked so hard to get over the years that legends have won. So and right next to it, stupid. you have the in-season tournament highlighted by LeBron James and Anthony Davis sitting there. It's beautiful. 
It's so you. beautiful. And it's so I, I, not no, necessary. Stop. stop. Just stop. That's enough. Like, you, like you no know. one makes fun of it. Not a single person has made fun of it. I make fun of it. And I'm a Lakers <laughs> fan. This is this is. Really, I'm just gonna steal the controls real quick right now because <laughs> I don't good. even a- approve of an in-season tournament banner being. Hung it's up. so whack. It's no, so like, whack. This is so dumb. Like you know, this they is should have raised a big check for five hundred thousand dollars instead. Just, just leave it at that. Like this is a yes. banner they should leave up during Clippers games because that's how much they shouldn't care about it. Yeah, like like the Clippers, are gonna, the Clippers are going to cover that with a poster of Taylor Swift for their next game. Remember they were doing that for uh, yeah. their old banners. Yeah, so fucking weird, man. I, I don't. <laughs> point is, like, I'm going to keep this really short. The end season tournament was dope. I think it was awesome mm-hmm. for the first time. Yep. They did their thing. We already gave our spiel on that last episode. You guys, make sure you go check that out. Hey, look, another plug in. But there you go. <laughs> I just think for the most part, it just showed who had the juice for the right moment. Because both teams that played in the in-season tournament finals are currently struggling. I think the Lakers being one in three in their last four competitions and the Pacers being like one in five or one in four or something like that as well. So you had the juice. It's gone right now. But hanging an in-season tournament banner was probably the most ridiculous thing that's going to happen all season long. I could hope. At least of the year of 2023. I think that was it's the just, stupidest thing ever. It's just like – it's so unfortunate because it's like – I think I mentioned this last week. It's like the Lakers, man. They got they got the Disney ring and they got the 10th season banner. Like, people would make fun of any other team if they did this too, right? It's just the fact that it's – I'm not one of those – I don't say Mickey ring. I don't say Disney ring. I'm not one of those guys. But, like, it just is ironic how the team that already gets made fun of for having a quote-unquote fake ring to some people are racing <laughs> – that's a sto- that storybook right there. That's something you can't write. Like by by the end of the season, like the I'm so happy it's you and not the Celtics. I'm so happy because I I'd be like I'd be so bullshit if it was that. I'd be so embarrassed by it. Just just by the end of the season, like come playoff time, is anybody even going to be still thinking about the end season? <laughs> no, no. But it's so like every looking time. up at the Raptors and being like, oh, I remember that. I remember why. Exactly as like the away season. team coming in. Or like fans that are coming in to watch their team yeah. play in Los Angeles, you're gonna go into into state. I'm sorry, crypto.com arena. Crypto, of course, yes. You're gonna walk into there. You're gonna look up and be like, "Huh, that did happen." <laughs> yeah. Like though, no, like that. That might be motivation for the other team to be like, "Oh, these to bust their ass." Understand. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like this is it's one of the so most sad. storied franchises. Are they? Are they keeping the it up? Are they yeah, keeping it up or? It's going to be up. Oh, it's like staying up. I didn't know if they like did it for the show and then they were like up for the game. Uh, no. Yeah, I hate, no, it's, I hate that. It's there to stay. If I was LeBron or someone, I, I'd put in a request to get that thing taken down. Maybe crypto gets vandalized after one of the games and the Man, game goes missing. They should have put that shit outside. Like, <laughs> like that's not something yeah. during the game. Yeah, yeah. no, honestly. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm not going to yeah. gloat about having an in-season tournament banner in my arena. I don't care. Like, even 20 years from now, when we're a little grayer and a little, like, you know, ripe, we're going to look at in-season tournament banners being hung up around the league and be like, that's so fucking stupid. What if a team, like, what if a team just goes on a run and wins, like, six straight in-season tournaments and they have, but it's like a team like the Clippers, so they don't have NBA banners. It's just the in-season. No, no, now you're still pissing me off. Like, I don't want, I don't care who it is. That could happen. That's a possibility. The NBA, you said, killed it with the in-season tournament. 
hopefully this whole banner thing is a one and done because it actually is it's so ridiculous it's so stupid sorry jerry you know what sorry, you know jerry. what sorry lakers I, I should take pride in my team you're just mad because you don't have one baby <laughs> let's go yeah, you're right in season Dude, tournament I, there's nothing when, once he announced that tournament all i was thinking was Man, I need to be there that night when they raise that banner. I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in TD Garden, courtside, front row, sitting courtside, right there. Uh, yeah, so, start. Yeah. Unless we had to talk about it. It's just this funny thing. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just instead, joking. Instead of ring night, they had metal night. <laughs> <laughs> what type of Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I think that is all we got this week for episode 18 of Sitting Courtside. Jerry, do you have anything else you want to say, include, before I, I give off my, my sign-off, I give my whole spiel? We really used our last two topics to talk about the Pistons and the in-season tournament banner. Yes, <laughs> yes we did. That's this? exactly that's exactly. We start off hot with John Moran and we end it with a a steaming bag of shit with the in-season tournament banner. That's what we... That's Merry how fucking Christmas to us from sitting courts. Merry, Merry Christmas to every single one of you. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, please make sure to like this video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Put in the comments. Argue with us. Agree with us. Just talk to us. Talk to us in the comments. Uh, make sure to check out our shorts, our gamified videos on our shorts tab on this channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Excuse me. I know even after a few weeks of doing this, you still slip on your words. Um, Check out all the other content on this channel, like the other podcasts and stuff. If you want to listen to this podcast, if you're not, if you're on YouTube, you want to listen to it instead, like you're driving to work, whatever, check us out on all audio streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, we're there. Um, Leave us a review, all that good stuff. And if you are on YouTube, again, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Appreciate you guys. Hopefully you have a safe and healthy holidays. We'll be back next week. And uh, yeah, until then, peace out. Peace.